0: Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is believe. Hey, everyone! Football is back, and Bet Online still remains your number one source for all your football betting needs this season. You'll find the latest odds, matchup info, player news, and game trends. And as your continued source for all sports wagering info, Bet Online features live betting, free contests, live scores, and giveaways all season. Long, always the fastest, the easiest. It's the best way to bet all your favorite sports and events like MLB, MMA, tennis, boxing, even golf. Head on over to betonline.ag, join and receive your 100% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Make sure to use the promo code BLEAV to receive your rewards. Bet Online, where the game starts. Thank you so much, Bet Online, for bringing this podcast to the people. Hello. Welcome to the Mikey Likes You podcast. I am Mike Catherwood. I am the Mikey who likes, and you are you who is liked. Welcome. Uh, I have a couple of things to talk about today. It's not a QA, and I don't have a guest. And you may be wondering, oh, why, why are you wearing the cowboy hat, Mike? Well, I'm a cowboy on a fucking steel horse I ride. Suck them. Uh, I am a farmer in Texas Hill Country, and I was just. Tending to animals and doing lots of manual labor on a farm. And I had this hat on so that I don't burn this, okay? Because this is the moneymaker. I'm 43 years old. I'm doing the best I can to preserve this, okay? And I don't wear any type of lotions... To prevent my skin from getting sunlight because I like sunlight on my face. But at the same time, I don't want to look like tan, mom. I want to enhance and preserve my honey glaze and my, my boyish good looks. But I've earned this hat. And I got up here into my makeshift studio, which is my daughter's art playroom. As you can see. I kind of like the background, though. It fits my style, too. And I get up here, and I realize as I'm setting up the lighting and the camera and the deal that I have a a cowboy hat on. And I was like, you know what? Fuck everything. I'm not going downstairs and doing my hair, and I'm not getting a different hat. I'm going to just allow the authentic me to shine through because I earned this. I'm not some hipster. Trying to pretend to be a cowboy. I'm a cowboy. Anyway. So there's some stuff I want to talk about. I'm going to bring it up here. I got some questions from the last Q&A that uh, really sparked my interest. But I thought to myself, I was like, oh, well, they're kind of such good questions that I don't want to just lump them in with the other ones. Not that the other ones weren't good. The last session, check it out. Um, They were... They were so good, the questions, that I, I am standing behind that that was my greatest Q&A thus far. Um, but they, they were questions that I think necessitated a little bit more time. So I'm going to devote a bit of time to just answering them for this podcast. This whole podcast will be just these couple questions. And um, on top of them being good and meaty questions, they also led me into something that I wanted to talk about anyway. And that is the idea of mental dieting. We talk about nutritional dieting. Physical, actually, the food you eat, right? Well, there's mental dieting, too. And when you're, don't, when you're not disciplined, when you don't tend to your mental diet, your emotional diet, negative things happen, some of them physical. Okay? So, we'll get into all that. Okay, brother? Um, let me start off with Kevin. Guadalupe who is a Patreon member. He is a patron of me. And I thank you Kevin Guadalupe. I thank you every single one of you. All of you people who are my patrons. Go to my Patreon. Pa- <clears throat> go to my Patreon if you're interested in becoming a patron. Um Lord knows I appreciate it and frankly it helps me continue to do this podcast and not have to just solicit myself for advertisements from anything and everything. I am absolutely capable of relegating the advertisements that I do for this podcast for Mikey likes you to things that I absolutely believe in. Okay. I magic spoon and fume and, and, and blue chew. Okay. The bet online. These are things that I care about because I think that like having the ability to broaden your interest in sports and sports betting and stuff like that and doing it in a safe and responsible way it's really healthy okay idly sitting back and just like mindlessly watching sporting events i don't think can be as healthy as like engaging that's why bet online is awesome okay and they do a great job and they make things reasonable and it's a blah, blah, blah. and i now added green chef which, you know, a, f- a healthy food delivery service, that's all, I'm all about it. I'm all about nicotine products or, nic- or or cessation of smoking, okay? Unhealthy things, replacing them with healthy things. Um, You know, Magic Spoon, I I was in a Magic Spoon. I was pimping out Magic Spoon well before this podcast even was a thing because I'm like, dude, when you're trying to watch what you eat, you need to have an ace up your sleeve, okay? And I, I'm not, Blue Chew, sexual performance for guys is like the biggest, most important thing out there. It's hard to, uh, it's hard to really wrap your head around it. If you don't understand what a guy, what a guy, a grown male, if he can't perform in the bedroom, your whole fucking life's screwed. Okay. So Bluetooth is amazing. My point being, and I'm not just trying to pimp out my advertisers. What I'm saying is, is that every advertiser that has become a part of this podcast, either in the past or currently is something that I really genuinely believe in. And I don't, if I didn't have the Patreon, I would, I would take anything and everything. I would, because I'd have to, because I have to pay the bills, right? Keep things going. It wouldn't be financially feasible if it wasn't for the pod, for the Patreon. So there's that aspect of it. I so appreciate it. Everyone that has anything to do with this podcast, I appreciate. It. But the paid, patro- the patrons, it's like I can't still understand it. It means so much to me, and I enjoy it. If you join at the top tier, I get to work with people, and it makes when people send me, they're like, "Dude, I've lost one. I haven't been this." I haven't been under 200 pounds since I was in high school. I can't believe it. I'm so happy. I get fucking goosebumps. I love it. Okay. So if you're at all interested in any type of extended help above and beyond the Mikey Likes You podcast, check out my Patreon. I'll put the link in the show notes. I am Mike Catherwood on Patreon. Kevin Guadalupe. He is a patron. Guadalupe. I was listening to the Alex Feinberg episode and the discussion about adding conditioning, but not too much, okay? And uh, check it out. Alex Feinberg, super smart guy. I've been bumping into him since we did the podcast. Never ran into the guy at the gym because he lives out here in the Austin area as well. Never ran into the guy. And since we did the podcast twice, i was like, hey, dude, what's up? I'm just sitting there. Of course, he's eating his... Protein-rich meals, pre-workout meals, doing his mobility, getting ready to go ham, you know, and he's looking shredded. And I'm like, oh, okay, why don't you put your shirt back on because I'm feeling a little inadequate, buddy. Uh, no, but either way, so Alex Feinberg, smart dude. I, I thought it was a great episode. We talked about conditioning. Adding it in, but not too much because it, it, can, it can kind of uh, skew your progress if you go too hard too quickly. He mentioned sprints. I like sprints, too. I don't think there's ever a reason not to have sprints in your program because they do so much for you. It's so much different than regular cardio. Going for a jog is it's a whole different ballgame. Even though you're kind of doing the same thing, you're moving your legs in the same way. Sprints, real sprints, not running faster. A sprint means you're going as fast as you possibly can. There's a goddamn lion behind you chasing you. That's a sprint. Okay, there's a difference. Okay, sprints. But I have bad knees just like you, Kevin says. I have bad knees. Okay? What other types of conditioning can you recommend if you're in our situation? Specifically, I've been doing the Monday, Wednesday, Friday recommended workouts of yours. What conditioning exercise and duration do you think? Before workouts, days you're not weightlifting. Previously, you mentioned just walking 10,000 steps a day. Is that enough? Getting bigger, but not feeling as tight lean as when I did video program workouts. Also, thanks for your advice on stopping drinking. I live in Vegas, so it's easy to go off the rails even after one drink. Oh, well, uh, congratulations, Kevin. I am not a guy who doesn't think you should drink. I'm not a guy who doesn't think you should do drugs just because I'm in recovery. What I do think is that if you suspect that there's an issue, you should. When I was in high school... I think a lot of high schools do this where they do like the kind of aptitude potential <sighs> career finding tests where they gave us this big, huge test. It was a multiple choice test and we filled it out and asked us a bunch of different questions about our personality and our disposition and what we like and dislike, blah, blah, blah. And it gives you like a breakdown of what would be good career paths for you. Now everyone I talked to that filled out this goddamn test, everyone I talked to got five, six, sometimes up to 10 different options of things that would be good, at least it would be um, it would be congruent with what you put down on this test, right? I got one. I got one. And no, it was not broadcast. <laughs> I got priest or a uh, uh, clergyman. Okay, that rocked me to my core because I was like, "Oh shit, is this a sign from God?" <laughs> and I'm the, I'm like, uh, I "Do drugs every day, uh, drink every day, certainly premarital sex as much as possible." I was fucking like crazy, even at that age. Yeah, clergyman, huh? So I go and I talk to a priest. did. Went to and he said, "Well." I think that if you have any feelings that this isn't right, then you should go with those feelings because I can tell you, at least for me, there was no doubt in my mind that I was a man of God and, uh, father Koenig, I'll never forget. He he was, he was very, very honest and, and very, very, (laughs) he was very confident in, in his delivery and, and, I really appreciate it because it cleared up so much in my mind. And I feel the same way about drinking and drugs. People talk to me all the time. They're like, I, I think I might have a problem. I think I might have a problem. And my advice to them always, again, there's no right or wrong when it comes to this stuff. This is just my advice from like the experience that I've had. My advice is if you suspect that there's an issue, there probably is. Because regular people who drink regularly and use drugs regularly, they don't fucking have that. They don't go, I think I might have a drinking problem. People who drink, normally, normies don't have that feeling. Maybe when they were 21 in a frat or something, but normal adults don't ever deal with the inner conflict of, do I have a drinking problem? I have a feeling that if you suspect that you have a drinking problem or a drug problem, you have a fucking drinking or drug problem. Okay. And if that's the case, I think it's, you should deal with that. Now, if you don't, If you're a normal person, I think that inebriants can actually be really healthy, just like junk food. Inebriants are just like junk food, in my opinion. I don't think it's really smart. I don't think it's the best way to live a happy, healthy life, to just write off these foods that you find delicious, even though you can identify that they're not good for you. If you just love eating them, I don't think it's a good thing to say, I'm not eating these anymore because who wants to live that life? And everyone knows like alcohol, it's a poison. It's literally not good for you. It's the most not good for you thing. And most drugs are the same way. But if you work hard and you're a, a good person day in and day out, it's a lot of stress. And every once in a while, it's nice to be able to let off steam. Okay. But if you have a drinking or an addiction problem of any way, it's not the same. Cracking a couple beers with the buddies after a hard workout or after a, a, a long day at work is really good for most people. It's a nightmare for me. A nightmare. So if you're a person like me, let me help you. Uh, let others like me help you or give you our experience and our a guy uh, 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 helping hand. If you're not, if you're a regular person, drink. Do your thing. <laughs> okay? Sorry, that was a long diatribe. But I think it's important, man. Because there needs to be a clear line between... What it means to be in recovery and what it means to like give people the I don't like the people who get in to recovery or just start living a sober life and then start telling everybody else how they should do the same. I don't think that's the way it should be, man. My relationship with drugs and alcohol is my relationship with drugs and alcohol and has very little to do with yours unless you suspect you have a problem, in which case I'm here to give you every bit of help I could possibly give. All right, so back to conditioning. Kevin Guadalupe, you're doing the Monday, Wednesday, Friday training routine that I recommended via my Patreon. I think that's the best way to go. I think training three days a week, especially like a full body or like a half body split, is is a, is the most beneficial overall for most people. Now, if you're going to add conditioning, you have one of two options. I was always under the belief that you should add your conditioning, your interval, interval training after you train with weights because you don't want to – Deplete glycogen before before you engage in weightlifting. But if your training, your interval training and your conditioning is so short and brief and intense, you're not going to necessarily deplete the glycogen enough to make as much of an impact as I used, I used to think. So if you feel better doing conditioning before your weightlifting, then go ahead and do it. Especially if your goal is to be leaner. If your goal is to grow, if you want to be a monster, I, uh, priority has to go to weight training in that hypertrophy, rank, hypertrophy range of eight to twelve reps, maybe even higher for the lower body. Um, but if you're not, if you want to be, you know, m- just a lean, muscular-looking person, go ahead, do your conditioning. Now, I and Alex Feinberg is is of the same thinking. I don't think that your conditioning should be marathon-type training. It should be ten to fifteen minutes. Not including warm up, um, minute on, minute off, thirty seconds on, thirty seconds off, two minutes on, one minute off. You can break. There is a, a a you know there is a little bit of seasoning to the science of it, but just understand that you're going to be doing intervals where you're going to be going extremely hard, as hard as you possibly can go, as if a policeman is chasing after you, as if a lion is chasing after you, for brief periods of time. Then you're going to rest for allotted brief periods of time. This is interval training. Um, I don't think high-intensity intervals could be much longer than two minutes, and even two minutes is pretty goddamn long unless you're a very conditioned athlete. So one minute on, one minute off, 30 seconds on, 30 seconds off, and you can mess with the Tabata protocol, which is named after a, a very famous kind of uh, sports scientist that did it with cyclists many years ago uh, named Tabata. Um and it's 20 seconds on, 10 seconds off. And you only do it for eight intervals. Equal It went with each interval equaling 30 seconds. Therefore, it's only four minutes. So four minutes of training, I like to do two blocks. So four minutes on, you do 20 seconds. on. You do it on a C2 rower. It's very hard to do on any other piece of machinery besides the C2 rower or a Airdyne bike. Because treadmills and bi- it's too hard to Go that fast and then stop that quickly on most other pieces of machinery or or even running outdoors. So you go 20 seconds as hard as you possibly can, then rest for 10, just 10 seconds. It's not very much. Then 20 seconds as hard as you can, blah, blah, blah. You do that for four minutes. That's eight intervals, four minutes. Then I rest two minutes and then I do it again. And that's it. That's one of my conditioning workouts. The other ones I do are are just sprint workouts Uh, because as Kevin pointed out, I have bad knees, but I can sprint. I can't jog, but I can sprint. It doesn't seem to bother my knee much because I stay completely on my the front of my toes. That's part of sprinting, right? As as I, I pump my shoulders and I my feet are making contact with the ground so minimally. Just for even for a slow fuck like me, when you sprint, truly sprint, my feet are only hitting the ground for just the briefest of instants and it doesn't seem to have much impact on my knee. So I sprint. But if if you're not to be able to sprint if because you have a knee problem or ankle problem or whatever. The C2 rower or a rowing machine of that nature or an Airdyne bike, a bike that has the handles that you can also get because you get the full body. The, the hormone release, it's completely different than just biking or just running. Those two pieces of machinery are excellent. They're excellent. There's never a time when those aren't good choices. Keep your conditioning to two or three, possibly three days a week. Again, 10 to 15 minutes, not including warm-up. And just go, go ham. You know, you this is don't look at it for calorie burning because if you want to burn overall calories go for a long jog. It, re- it fucking destroys calories. long 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 bike rides, long jogging they but what you're doing when you're conditioning yourself, metabolic conditioning is just that. it is conditioning the body to be more um, efficient at burning calories when you're not in the gym, which is where you're burning 80 to 85 percent of your calories anyway. So if you can make that even better, if you can enhance that ability when you're outside of the gym, to make you turn yourself into a fat burning machine, that is something that is going to be a, of a lot more benefit to you than doing exhaustive exercise that burns a lot of calories. Okay, so that is my advice to you, Kevin Guadalupe. If you don't ha- if you don't have good knees, or at least your knees aren't going to hold up to uh, sprinting, the rower or the drying bike. Those are by far the two best options. If you're listening to this podcast, then you know exactly how important nutrition is to getting the results that you want. Okay, but I know firsthand. The number one reason why we don't adhere to the diet that we plan to adhere to is because of time constraints, because our life is busy, and it is flat out not very convenient to constantly be meal prepping. If you got a family, you got a a hectic career, you're not going to come home from work and be ready to just make yourself a healthy, delicious dinner. That is where Green Chef comes in, and that is why Green Chef is the number one meal kit for eating well, with dinners that work for you and not the other way around. Unbelievably versatile. Green Chef has options for keto, paleo, vegan, vegetarian lifestyles, fast and fit, Mediterranean, and gluten free. This fall, choose Green Chef for premium, balanced recipes that please your palate and save you time on busy weeknights. Choose fast and fit like I did, and you can get a delicious meal under 700 calories and it's ready in 25 minutes or less. Green Chef's meals are pre made, pre measured, Sauced out dressings, spices, it's all there for you to get more of that chef-curated flavor in less time. I can't say enough good things about Green Chef. Honestly, amazingly healthy, nutrient-dense meals that are ready in under 25 minutes, it helps make life easier, and it helps you adhere to that diet that I know you want to adhere to. Go to greenchef.com slash Mikey135, and use code Mikey135 to get $135 off across five boxes. And your first box ships free. That's $135 off. Mikey135 is the code. Go to greenchef.com slash Mikey135. Use that code Mikey135, and you get yourself 135 bucks off of five boxes, and you get your first box shipping for free the number one meal kit for eating well. It's Green Chef. Thank you so much, Green Chef, for bringing this podcast to the people. Here's the other question that I got, and this is going to be what leads us into pretty much the rest of the podcast. It's something I wanted to talk about, emotional dieting, mental dieting. Let me take out these bad boys and have a sip of my caffeine. Let me remind you, although I am a drug addict in recovery, I am still a drug addict. Nicotine, caffeine, two best drugs there are, including the good drugs, including the fun ones. I still put up caffeine against any of them. If you really analyze like the benefit versus the cost, um, the do do a checks and balances with all drugs, caffeine I think wins. Best drug there is, all right. Uh, this is from Nikhil. As of late, my progression at the gym has stalled and my diet has gotten worse. I'm not sure if this is due to burnout, stress at work, or some other reason. However, I still make it to the gym five to six times a week and am determined to get back in shape. One thing I'm finding particularly difficult right now is to say no to food. I put on some fat in the last few weeks. I am no longer less than 11% body fat. I know what I need to do. Up the protein, lower the calories, but I'm having a really hard time not overeating or saying no to a bagel at work or a cookie or a beer. Even when I make food, I tend to keep wanting to eat even though I need to stop. Do you have any advice on how to tell yourself no to instant gratification or what is perceived as hunger? My fitness goals far exceed my need for these foods, yet in that moment, I can self-talk as much as possible, yet it always seems to win. I'm concerned. I'm headed in the wrong direction. So could I could use a reset for both nutrition and fitness. Thanks, Nikhil. Thank you, Nikhil, for A, being so open, and B, um, giving me this question because it perfectly encapsulates something that I have struggled with many times, uh, very recently too, something that I think we all struggle with. If you're listening to this podcast, chances are you definitely want to make a positive impact in your life and you're willing to do the hard work, right? Here's the problem. Your body, your internal body, your your instinct, your soul, it reacts to stress, okay? Your internal biology reacts to stress, right? Cortisol is released. Other hormones are suppressed. But also like your soul, Deals with stress, and you could call it burnout, overtraining, whatever. The reality is, and uh, Andy Petronic, who runs CrossFit LA, or at least used to, I hope he still runs it. He's great guy, really smart guy. We talked about this, god, 15 years ago. We were just having a conversation, uh, a personal conversation, not in the gym, and he was saying, You know. Your body doesn't recognize stress and compartmentalize it. And it's something that I kept with me forever. It's not as if your cortisol or, or your testosterone levels or your T3, all these hormones in your body that kind of regulate your metabolism and your mood and all these. It doesn't know if you're deadlifting or if you're going through a divorce or if you had a tough day at work or if you went for a uphill sprint training. It just knows stress. It just knows that this is stressful. So you have to be able to kind of identify all these things that go into your life. And as Nikhil put it, I don't know if it's just that I'm burnt out over training, if it's stress at work or some other reason. It's all of it. It's all of it. There's a reason why uh, one of the biggest reasons is genetics. Let's put that out on the table. On top of that, though, another huge reason that, you know, there's the 22-year-old kid who's like an entrepreneur and, or a personal trainer. That kid can make incredible gains in comparison to someone who may have the same genetic makeup uh, but is in law school and working two jobs to pay for it. Now you add age to the to the to the list. Let's say you're out there, you're 35 plus. You're like me, you're a parent. You're trying to keep yourself afloat professionally. You have monetary concerns. You have professional concerns. You have personal concerns. Your wife, your husband, your partner, whatever is giving you Issues. Let's say it's not even negative. It's just like me and my wife. She's worried about, you know, she's working now in New Orleans. So she's away from the house. And she's concerned about me. And she's concerned about our daughter because she's far away and she can't be there physically. So then I have to deal with her at night. And she's worried. And that worries me. And I'm worried about her doing okay and, and dealing with the stress of trying to launch this new show. And she's... And I got all this on my mind, and now I'm also thinking about like, well, what can I do? I I, I just lost a couple patrons, and I, I I didn't make as much money as last week, and I gotta up my subscriptions on uh, on YouTube so that I could get it to be equal to 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 the the the, the audio only podcast. And man, I'm I, I'm worried about like my ability to do uh, digital interviews, you know, like. Uh, actual interviews with someone who's not physically next to me because I don't like the way it sounds and I can't control their audio, blah, blah, blah. We all understand professional concerns, social concerns, personal concerns. These are all stress. In the same way that deadlifts are stress, in the same way that sprinting is stress, in the same way your boxing class and your your jiu-jitsu training, whatever it may be, it's stress. And it piles up. And it's no different than yeah, you make the good choice to have some nice lean sirloin with broccoli at dinner, but it's all calories, right? Calories, just like a Twinkie is calories. So what do you do? You regulate it, you go on a diet. You say, I have identified that foods A, B, and C are nourishing, and I can, I'm willing to take these calories on if I'm capable of getting rid of DEF because these calories, they're all calories, right? But these calories I've identified as I can't handle them. I will gain weight. I will gain body fat if I engage in a certain amount of calories from over here. So I need to maximize my ability to relegate my calories to this category over here. And you have to do the same thing mentally. This is what I'm talking about with mental dieting. If you are someone who is usually very capable of coming home from work, Eating dinner with your family, regulating your portions, feeling full, and then understanding, yeah, like, I could have this ice cream here, but I don't want to because I know that that's not a a smart decision. And then you normally uh, just go to sleep without having the ice cream, but lately, you just have to fucking have it, and you can't seem to stop eating it. It's a really good sign that you are overloading yourself in a way that is, that is not congruent with a healthy mental, emotional diet. And we've talked about it before in just a, a, a physical sense. Right where I tell you, I was like, I understand the desire to want it all. I want it all. I want to be a black belt. I also want to be as big as Ronnie Coleman in his prime, and I also want to be as shredded as Brad Pitt in Fight Club, but you can't have it all, okay? I have to be able to kind of go on that diet and decipher what are my priorities and how can I just give the most to them so that they don't pile up to the point that I can't control any of them, okay? I was training twice a day. You know, I I did a whole podcast on it. I was training twice a day. I was I was guarding my calories like crazy, and my protein's nice and high, and I'm everything's I'm I'm tracking and this and that, and but I'm also I got back into jujitsu when I you know for the first time in a, in a while after moving here to Texas, and I was training hard, and I was really into, and then next thing you know what happens? I go to the doctor, I go to the endocrinologist, and my testosterone was like a a, a, a seven year old girl. My hormones were all screwy. Because I was doing too much. And I was wondering why I'm training like crazy and I'm dieting like crazy. How come I don't look better? I actually think I look worse. Because I wasn't taking my own advice, right? Sure enough, I do. I go back to training two, three times a week. I'm not doing as much. I'm not doing really any kind of cardio training. And I'm going to jiu two to three times a week on days I'm not lifting. And then when I do double them up, I regulate one or the other where it's just going to be like slow technical rolling instead of – Heavy if I just came from doing squats or something. And then on days when I just go in and I do some mobility and maybe a little bit of like corrective work, then I can go to the, the Jiu Jitsu Academy later in that day or that night and I can go hard, right? So I'm starting to balance things. I'm starting to take care of regulating the amount of stress that I'm providing myself. And I started doubling down on my meditation. I started getting really, really neurotic about my sleep. I started saying to myself, you know what, I have these ideas professionally, but maybe I need to parry back on a couple of these for now so that I can just focus on one or two, because if I start focusing on a bunch of shit, then I'm not going to be good at anything, right? And you may have noticed I wasn't uploading podcasts as frequently because I had to, I had to just go down, I had to be able to devote it to my top tier patrons so that I had the time to do that, and then also be able to like develop some TV, you know, Hollywoody bullshit, and I had to make those decisions. You have to make those decisions, just like you make those decisions. <coughs> yeah, just like you make those decisions in the kitchen or at the dinner table when you're at a restaurant. You're looking at that menu. You have to be able to make those decisions and say, "This is the calories that I can handle right now. These are the calories that I can't." You have to be able to do that emotionally and mentally. And Nikhil is a perfect example. He says, I don't know if it's, I'm just burnout, overtraining, stress at work, or some other reason. However, I will make it to the gym five, six times a week. Don't do that. Step one, stop that. This notion that you're going to out-train all of this other fakakta that's going on in your life is very misguided. Because chances are the reason you're not getting where you want to go is because you're training and doing too much outside of the gym anyway. So the last thing you want to do is then double down on how hard and how much you're training because you're just going to make this cycle get stronger and get worse. And the, the 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 talons of this horrible beast that's already fucking with you are going to dig deeper. Talons. All right. Take a step back. It's not hardcore to wake up early and hit your workout before work if you're going to bed at three in the morning. That's not hardcore because you're so tough, you, you, you can out train sleep. It's not hardcore to do so many workouts that you can get away with eating 7,000 calories. That's not hardcore. Hardcore is having the maturity and it's having the guts to take a step back and be like, no, this is priority number one. I have to pay the rent. This is priority number two, my family, because if I can't pay the rent, I can't take care of my family and I have to be able to take care of my family. So I got this. I got to go to work and I got to earn money. OK, I've established that now with my free time. I have to be able to make sure that I'm a good mother, good father, good husband, good wife, good boyfriend, whatever it is. That's a. I st- I have to be a good human and I have to have I live up to my civic duty as an adult to take care of the people that I love. And if I can't do that because of other things, then I need to stop doing these other things. And if I do have the ability, if I do have the free time and the energy to do these other things, I'm going to do them responsibly so that they don't preclude me from doing the priority stuff because believe me, they will. If you're in law school right now, awesome. Do what you need to do to stay in shape, to stay happy and healthy. But right now might not be the best time to learn a new language. And it might not be the best time to take on a new relationship. And it might not be the best time. You know what I'm saying. And if you're new into recovery, it might not be the best time to also try and do a bodybuilding show and get a new job, a second job. You know what I'm the, have the ability to prioritize and shuffle the deck with what you deem to be healthy and prudent. And just jettison the stuff that isn't in the same way you do it with your food. Like you would if you're going on a diet. You have to diet emotionally. You have to diet mentally. I started doing some TV work. Developmental stuff where I had these ideas with TV shows. And these people were interested, right? And it was uh, kind of based in... Spanish-speaking world, Spanglish, you know, where it would be dealing with the Latin American world, but the show itself would be in English. But in my mind, I'm like, you know what? I got to get back into working on my Spanish because it's I speak Spanish, but it it's not it's not where I would want it to be. I want to be really fluent. I want to not start speaking Spanish in a way that I can in as I'm doing it hear myself making grammatical errors, right? And I get frustrated. I want to be fluid. Fluid and fluent. So I started, I, 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 I did, I found a personal tutor, adult tutor for Spanish for advanced speaking and blah, blah, blah. And I started again. And then I realized, I was like, God damn it. My wife is now working away from home. So I'm a, a by, I'm not a single parent. It's much harder to be a single parent, but I am trying to run the household on my own, get my daughter and make sure that she's living her life the right way. Okay. I have my pr- personal, professional things that I want to do. I have these goddamn animals (laughs) in the farm that I have to keep alive and make sure that I'm not just keeping them alive, that they're thriving. I want to make sure I really do. It's important to me that they live a beautiful life. And I have this stuff. And of course, I want to go to the gym a lot and I want to eat bullshit food (laughs) that no one likes. And I want to I want to be a black belt. I do. I want to be a black belt. I want to fucking pull people's arms off like crazy. And. All this, and then I realized I was like, man, I'm having such a hard time studying to just meet with this guy once a week to deal with a little bit of homework that he, I had to. I had to go. I was like, you know what? Let's pause this. He was under full understanding. I said to uh, my jujitsu coach and a couple of the different other black belts. The, I was like, you know, I've become. If I, I'm going to come, I'm going to be here two, three days a week at the most. I just it's been too much lately. They were like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know why? Because the worst thing I could do is continue going five, six days a week. And then next thing you know, I'm going to get to the point where I can't go at all. It will happen. So I'm lifting two, three days a week, full body, heavy, just get getting in there, making myself feel good, going to jujitsu, two, three days a week. But prioritizing, making sure I get all the really important things done first and I still make sure if I'm going to do these things, I have the energy and I have the time to do it. And guess what? Guess what? Six months ago, I had a 200 and something testosterone level. My testosterone was so high last week that the doctor was like, well, we need to do something to lower it. So... I taper off. I do all these things. I go on my mental diet. And sure enough, my testosterone is back high, strong, to the point that I can't get any prescribed drugs, (laughs) even though I want it. Yeah. Okay. Pat myself on the back. Fine. What I'm saying is is that this is what you got to do. And back then, man, I was having a real hard time. Not eating yummy yum stuff. And now when I stopped tracking for a little bit and I got myself back into just prioritizing me being healthy and being able to be a good father, a good broadcaster, a good husband, guess what happened? My whole, Internally, I'm doing well. My strength went up. My, my body fat went down a little bit. I'm starting to enjoy going to the jiu-jitsu academy as opposed to feel like it's a chore. In the same way that you, you, you diet long enough and you start to see the physical response, the positive physical response that you're looking for, the weight loss or the, the blood pressure going down, I'm seeing – from my mental emotional diet, I'm seeing the response, the positive response that I was looking for. And I can't tell you uh, – if you're out there and you're struggling in the same way that Nikhil was struggling, if you're struggling in the same way that I was very recently struggling and have many times before, I want you to have the ability to take that into consideration and start your mental diet. Askew that which is empty calories and only concentrate on making sure that you take in the regulated dosage of the nutritious, nutrient-dense calories. It's something you should do with your re- nutritional diet, but it's also something you need to do with your emotional. Your soul has a diet as well. Okay? And just like with your regular diet, where you can eat, you know, a perfect organic, biodynamic, grass fed meats and vegetables, that's great. But if you're eating a thousand calories too many, you're still going to get a negative response. Well, same thing goes with your emotional life. You can be number one super dad and you can also be the greatest yogi and you could also be bodybuilding training and you can also try to be a competitive Muay Thai fighter and you can also try to uh, be getting a promotion at work and you can try to learn a new language and learn how to play the guitar and you can do all those things and I guarantee all of those things are going to fall off the face of the earth because you're doing too much they may be nutrient-dense calories But you're putting in too many calories. Rethink it. Rethink the diet. Okay? Uh, I mentioned my Patreon. I mentioned – now I will mention my social media, at Mike Catherwood, and then also Mike Catherwood – no, no, sorry. Mikey Likes You 1, the number one. Give it a shot, please. Like and subscribe, wouldn't you? I need help beating these algorithms. Whether you're watching on YouTube or you are listening – Uh, via the podcast, go ahead. Tell a friend, like, subscribe, do your thing. I love you. I mean it in this crazy mixed up world that makes you think that nobody cares. Remember, I do. Be good. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.